0: What happens when you put joy, superheroes, and a love of all things good and holy together? You get the Guardians of Virtue podcast, designed for saints who want to fight for the most precious of all gifts of our time, virtue. Join your host, Elisa Lindsey Johnson, that's me, as I discover everyday heroes who all have one thing in common, a desire to fight as guardians of virtue. For God, freedom, and our families, let's discover together what it really means to be a guardian of virtue. Today, I am interviewing Sarah Clark and she is just a bubble of excitement and energy, and um, she is so fun. It's so fun to to watch her um, share her love of food, her love of the gospel, and her um, love for, for life on Instagram. Uh, I think that Sarah is a true guardian of faith and dedication. She talks a lot about um, the gospel online, and I I, I really have a huge respect for people who do that, because there's always a chance that when you talk about Christ that people are going to leave, they're not going to follow you anymore, or that um, business can can be negatively improved or negative negatively um, impacted so sarah has decided she doesn't care about that so we talk about that and what it means to have faith and dedication in your life sarah is married to her husband tom and they got married in 2020 and they, 2010, and they have five children. She is a business owner, YouTuber, blogger, licensed esthetician, and former birth doula. Sarah and Tom began building a farm with their babies in order to help them learn the value of work and to ground themselves from the busyness of the world. Her company, The Dainty Pear Co., includes a kitchen line and her cookbooks, Grounded, Feel Good, Real Food, and Grounded Holidays. In her blog and various channels, she talks about her passion of home, food, and worship. She believes that food can bring others together and can provide much needed connection. She also speaks of anxiety and PPD and is passionate about helping others not feel alone in their journey. In this episode, we do talk about um postpartum depression we i experienced that with two of my children she experienced it with multiple children and um and and what it's like to experience le- faith on that level when you're experiencing depression and um and it was just a very special conversation we also talk a lot about including including you know god in your business and um the faith that it takes to run a business and to go for your goals. And I am so excited again. I have been Sarah's and We have been connected on Instagram for a couple of years and it's been fun to get to know her. And, and even though I've not met her in person, besides this interview, she, um, I know that she's a special person and I just feel tickled that she was willing to do an interview with me. And someday i there's someday I'm gonna be able to meet her in person and we're gonna cook some tamales together or something and they're going to be delicious I I have one of her cookbooks and um the food inside is delicious the recipes are delicious so definitely check her out all right without further ado here's my interview with Sarah Clark let's do this Awesome. Well, thank you, Sarah, for joining me today. I've been looking forward to this interview for a while, ever since I talked to you about it. Um, I created a list of like people I wanted to interview uh, before I even launched the podcast and you were like in my top five. So for you to say yes, just thrills me to death.
1: (laughs) Oh, I'm I'm so excited too. Um, So are you feeling better today? Um, I, yes, it's a blessing. You're the first person I've actually like talked to without like clenching my throat and pain, but two of my kids have, throat, so they are out of school today too, which is fantastic because it just likes to go through the whole house. That's like the
0: one time when you don't want your kids to share.
1: (laughs) When you're feeling sick. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, better today I just I know I know myself and I know that I just need to keep taking it easy because when I feel good I'm like okay time to go clean the house time to like do everything and get back to normal (laughs) yeah and I'm not quite there yet so I just need to give it a little rest
0: yeah easier said than done
1: (laughs) yeah yep (laughs) all right Good with you huh are you doing good
0: yeah yeah I'm doing really good life life's pretty good right now so can't (laughs) come
1: I love your um plant quilt behind you that feels very Uh, you
0: (laughs) thank you (laughs) yeah I um we renovated this is my piano room that I'm in and we renovated it um right before Christmas I do a Christmas concert every year like a little living room concert and so Um, This is the first time I didn't have to move my piano into the family room. It got to stay here. So I have like this massive gallery wall, which is really fun. Um, But anyway, that's awesome. (laughs) Okay, let's get started. Um, So one of my favorite things about you Um, and your social media presence is your determination to share your faith online. Uh, This is why I've determined that you are a guardian of faith. Um, you run the Dainty Pair, and while that is your business and what you share online coincides with some form of that business each day, uh, you also make time to share your faith online. So would you say that sharing your faith, like having faith is a gift that you've been given? Is that something you, that you feel like you've always had?
1: I feel like my natural setting is faith, but that doesn't mean <laughs> that sometimes I have to work really hard at it. Um But I would say, yeah, I would say, I don't know. We all have different spiritual gifts. And I do think that maybe that that is one of mine, just in talking to other people that maybe you struggle with it a little bit more. But I have gone through times where my faith has not been very strong. And so I, even if it is a gift of yours, I think it's something you still have to work on. So, um, and you you have to cultivate it and be intentional, you be, working on it so yeah i i although i do think that my natural setting is to believe in to have that faith there's still there are still things to work through sometimes and i i do need to work on it which i think is okay i think it can still be a strength and something you have to work on at the same time they can go together
0: absolutely um in the worldwide devotional that um elder holland did with his wife he talked about having a faith crisis and that we're kind of always in one and that you know like we're all we're always growing and we're always our faith is always being tested and that's kind of part of the point right and so like if you feel like you have to work on it that's pretty normal and it's definitely okay yeah i love that so awesome (laughs) Okay, so you are a mover and a doer and have seems like you have a thousand things going at once. And I think that's why <laughs> I I feel like you are you your one of your natural gifts is faith because it takes a certain amount of faith in God and faith in yourself to be able to even start something new. And um and so uh I'm curious in your business and your personal life, what steps do you take? to make sure that your faith is strong and steadfast when, when you are tempted to waver or things aren't going great.
1: That's a really good question. And I haven't actually thought about it like that. Um, so thank you that that's awesome. It does. It does take faith to start something new that and a little bit of crazy. Or you're like, well, <laughs> <God."> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, because I, I think it's kind of like a muscle. We've heard that muscle. Uh analogy probably so many times in different ways, but using your faith is like a muscle. You have to intentionally involve the Lord in things that you want to do and keep doing it and practice learning how the spirit speaks to you. Practice learning the feelings that you get when it's a yes, when it's a no, when it's a wait, um, which we can talk about a little bit later. But I, I think that Obviously, the the basic things of just being in the scriptures, hearing his words. And I love what President Nelson says about hear him. We need to intentionally be trying to hear him. So that's, you know, that means being ready. That means uh, having creating mind space and mind share for that, because a lot of times we're just like in our in our routines, uh, not creating that intentional time. And I I was going to say slow down. I don't necessarily think you have to be all the way slowed down to hear the voice of the Lord, Um, because I've I've heard it in very chaotic times with Mm -hmm. five kids, five and under. And (laughs) I think he's he comes and speaks to you in ways that you can hear him, but you have to be willing to hear him. So um, I think just practicing it and just putting it into action and not just being it, having it be this, you know, thing that feels overwhelming and you're like, oh, I don't know how to do that, so I'm not going to do it. You just slowly start to incorporate that and ask for his help and open that handle and just say, I, I need your direction on this. Please help me. And we have seen it time and time and time again, where he has almost just held our hands, so to speak, through different, just different things. So yeah, I don't know if that answers the question, but. <laughs>
0: yeah. Do you have any ex- examples you would, you would mind sharing about where you've seen him like guide you?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, let me think, I have to like choose one there. There literally have been so many that it makes me want to cry thinking about it. Um, let's, we can talk about moving. Let's talk about moving to Texas. So, um, my husband and I were watching general conference and he looks at me and he's like, I think we need to move to Dallas. And I was like, what? Like, it was so, it was so random and not random in the sense that I, can looking back i can see ways that we had been prepared for it but i wasn't prepared i was like mm-hmm. obsessed with where we le- lived i just had really great people around us and um it's where we brought our babies home and you know i'm i can't i come from a complicated childhood and so i really had valued like placing roots and just mm-hmm. having like that consistency and not that i'm not adventurous i think i am but just that home feeling for me, was really important. And so, but I did, I was like, okay, if you feel that, then let's do it. And just every single step from booking flights and getting babysitters and finding a house and putting our house for sale, just every single step, there was a miracle. And looking back, we were only there just over a year. And I it feels like it was 10 times that amount just from the relationships that came. I feel like the Lord really made it a productive and amazing experience. It was also really hard. Uh, we got there and I was, I think I was already in postpartum depression and didn't know it. Cause we had a, like a really little baby. Um, but so there were some really hard things and I started getting night terrors while we were there. It was just, mm. it was kind of awful. And I remember That was one of the times my faith was tested because I was like, Heavenly Father, I felt like we were supposed to do this. I finally got my confirmation that we were supposed to do this and I'm moving forward with this thing I know we're supposed to do. So why am I struggling so much? Like, why am I, I'm not really one to ask why, like usually, (laughs) and I was really like frustrated. I was frustrated because I'm like, I want to be enjoying this. I want to, you know, be taking everything in and I couldn't even leave my couch. I was just Mm -hmm. paralyzed. And so then, but then fast forward, (laughs) looking back. um, And once I started to come out of that, like it was just, it was an amazing, amazing experience. And I still go back and we still visit because they're like family to us. So um, a lot of the relationships and just different things that came from that, I know we were supposed to have, and we also wouldn't have ended up where we are now if we hadn't taken that little detour. So um, we now we're on our farm and doing things that we never thought we would do, but it's been amazing. And it's been a whole new step into trying to be more sustainable and just all of that jazz, which I know you and I are a lot alike in a lot of ways either, you know, it's a whole nother conversation. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I just, I look back and I see the miracles and I know his hand was there even when I couldn't feel it. Um. So yeah, I, I don't know. There's just, there's been a a million examples, especially when having our kids too. He was, the spirit was so strong when talking to me when it was time to have a baby. Mm -hmm. And I know that that is probably how it had to be because I have hyperemesis, Mm -hmm. which just means I'm on IVs the whole time. And it's just, I don't know, maybe that's what I needed to know that it was the right next step. And yeah looking back that was just a tender mercy too so I mean there are a million things sorry I could oh. I could go on and on but those-
0: um I love Dallas we lived there for a little over a year and one of our babies were born there so um else Where- can I ask, ask you, you. um Oof. you know I couldn't even remember to tell you what the name was but we live really close to the fairgrounds so probably not cool. the greatest part of Dallas but
1: <laughs> I love Dallas we uh we were pretty sad to see the Cowboys lose the other day, but
0: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I can see that. Right. Um, I do like too, so it's fine.
0: <laughs> it's probably, we've lived in a lot of big cities and Dallas was probably one of my more favorite ones because it didn't feel terribly overwhelming like some of them do. Like we lived in Miami and that was, oh wow, overwhelming. <laughs> I could see that for sure. But um, yeah, so you brought up postpartum depression and that's something I experienced with both with my bookends, my oldest and my youngest. And, um, mm-hmm. and it is, it's, it's kind of really hard to see the the good when you're in the thick of it. Yes. It seems like it, it's good. Awesome that you can recognize that there was still amazing
1: things and blessings that happened while you were, while you were there. I would say that's hindsight though. I, mm-hmm. I don't think I can enough how, not only could I not feel it, then I just couldn't feel anything like, yeah, except it was, um, I don't know. I was in a new place. People. I didn't know. I had left a really, really good situation (laughs) and had gone into a really good situation too, but it was just, it was just hard. So I was stressed, not stressed. I was upset, almost frustrated with myself, with how much I was struggling Mm -hmm. when I knew there was so much, but when you're in that postpartum phase or in especially, namely depression, you, none of that makes sense. Like the logic really doesn't make sense. You can try and talk logic into somebody who's ex- experiencing that all you want and it's not going to work because that's yes. not, <laughs> that's, that's not the issue. Like, and so I, anybody that is going through that, y- you're going, th- you know, the only way out is through and it's just, it's worth it. It's worth it to keep just battling it out. I'm sorry. I just, I wish I had something better to say, but it's hard. At least I want to validate that it's hard. Mm -hmm. And Hey, if you're not feeling things, it's okay. If you're not feeling the spirit, there was a time where I'm like, do I even have a testimony? Like, do I, do I believe what I, I actually think I believe because I don't really care about anything. I don't really, Mm -hmm. I'm not feeling the spirit. Like are all these questions I have you know, come into my mind before. Is that the truth? Like it, it is a great time to have for Satan to have a playground in your mind because you are just so vulnerable and just not feeling yourself and not feeling your maybe usual strength. So just know that if that is what is happening, then you're not the only one it's ever happened to. I don't want to say it's normal because you definitely want to seek help for it. Mm -hmm. And I ended up going, Therapist while we were there, and she she was a blessing to me. She was a blessing. So, anyway,
0: Um, would you say that maybe the faith that you had before going through? Sorry, this was not on our question list. (laughs) Um, But would you say that the faith that you had before dealing with that kind of helped
1: pull you through it? Um, I want to say yes, and maybe it did, but at the time I would say no, and I would say. That I almost felt like I was starting from ground zero, mm-hmm. which actually turns out to be a blessing because it's just a new foundation to start from. Mm-hmm. And then once I was through it, I do feel like the the previous things that I had came back into play. But when I was going through it, it almost felt like starting from scratch. And I was back to primary, literally, because I got called yeah. to primary the first week we got there. and. <laughs> I was, I, I was a little bit sad about it because I was like, Oh, like I wanted to get to know some of the adults in the ward and, but it ended up being awesome because I was learning, like I was rebuilding my testimony mm-hmm. bit by bit, not saying I didn't have one. I think if it really came down to it and somebody had asked me, do you have a testimony? Yes. The answer would have been, yes, they do. But just like I was going through a thing, just a little struggle. And so, but sitting in primary, you're, you're learning all of the, you know, basics and you're yeah. learning the songs and the spirit was really able to speak to me. That was one of the times I could feel the spirit was through music and through those simple primary songs. And I remember just sitting in primary crying and just sitting with my class and being like, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, w- I just think it's okay to be a faithful person and have times where you have to rebuild your faith. Yeah. And I think that's what they're doing right now with the Salt Lake Temple is like they talked about how you have to take time sometimes. And um sorry, I don't know why my camera's being all weird. Oh, we fine. <laughs> you You have to take time sometimes and fortify the foundation and, mm-hmm. you know, fix some things and make it sustainable. And so, yeah, I think we're all a work in progress and it's great. It's beautiful.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. That's definitely part of the human experience is growing and riding the ups and downs and being able to come out on the other side
1: so yeah and it makes it better not necessarily easier maybe a little bit easier knowing that other people are doing it yeah do. if not at the same time then they've at least been through it before or um everything we go through gives us empathy so
0: yeah i agree i agree and yeah to all the women not that the there's many listening right now, but (laughs) in the future, maybe, uh, that are experiencing postpartum depression. There is a, there is another side and the cloud does lift eventually, especially if you get help. Cause when you were describing, describing what, you know, like starting from ground zero, it it really is like a cloud settles over you and you forget what it feels Mm -hmm. like to Experience joy, which is so sad because you have this beautiful baby, and you know, I think there are still moments moments where I experience joy, but it's just um, for sure definitely get help.
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I let it there have been times that because it happened, I've had it happen twice with just in a big way. I definitely had baby blues with some others, but I was just happy, I was just happy to not be pregnant, and I think it was that with my fifth because. I was doing great after she was born. I felt great. I was just so grateful that she was there because she had some, um, they thought she had some major issues when I was pregnant with her. And by some miracle, she just came out and didn't have those things. It was just crazy. And so um, that's, there's a whole other story to that too. But (laughs) I remember feeling great. And so for me to suddenly kind of go into that, I think just, I didn't, that's what I, I didn't realize Maybe that's what it was, but I was still for sure going through all the hormones. I was still nursing. I was, Mm -hmm. you know, it was a lot. So um, it can happen a little bit later too, not just right after you have your baby.
0: Right. So you started the Dainty Co. you said five years ago, is that right?
1: Um, Eight. Yeah.
0: Eight, eight years ago. Okay. So you were like in the thick of having all of your babies and all the stuff like that. I mean, right. Like moving and back and forth and what was that like to to run
1: run your business with while being you know a new mom? So when I started it, we had one boy and sorry, one girl and two boys. And our little boy was a brand, 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 brand new newborn. Mm -hmm. Like I would be it was hand stamped jewelry. That's how it started. And so he was like tiny and I would be like nursing him on my lap. I've talked about this before, but he'd be like right here. I'm nursing him here. <laughs> and then I have like, just a casual hammer in my right hand and stamping. And so wow. <laughs> like, I it really was in the thick of it. So we hadn't even had our two other kids yet. And it was, it was crazy. And I, I don't know. I don't, I, it's kind of a blur. <laughs> <laughs> like I definitely remember things, but it is just a blur. And I think, then when I've talked to other moms, they're like, yeah, like, I don't, rem- I don't remember all the details I want to about their childhood, childhood either, <laughs> but, um, I definitely do. And, but it was crazy. I just remember it was crazy. Maybe that's the only word I can use. Um, <laughs> it was joyful, it was messy, messy, messy. Uh, we had three kids under two and a half, so they were all in diapers yeah. or, uh, let's see, maybe our oldest one to pull up. But yeah, it was, it was amazing. Like, although it was crazy, it was like such a happy time for me because I loved it. I felt like I thrived in it, yeah. but I was also, i extremely overwhelmed. <laughs> so it was like, I don't know. I, it's like this juxtaposition of, I was so happy and I also was probably losing my mind. So I
0: think you've <laughs> described the last 13 and a half years of mine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I loved. There's I I absolutely love the phase my kids are in right now. Mm-hmm. But if I could just like visit that like chaos and that like the t- all these tiny little babies like it's just so special and I love it. I really love it. If I could just you know have a million more kids right this second and just snuggle all the babies. I would do it. But then you think about everything that entails and you're like, wait, what I? I think I don't actually know how I got through that. So maybe it's better. That we- <laughs>
0: <laughs> I definitely miss this, the baby snuggling, but maybe not everything else. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. And now I'm like, oh, because it was so long that I had to do everything for them. Five kids, five and yeah. under. Like I, I was it. Like I yeah. had to make a sandwich. I had to do, get them the water. I had to <laughs> do everything. And now they're so self-sufficient. I'm like, You guys are making this too easy on me. Like, do you want something? Like, (laughs) yeah, they want to lunch, and I'm like, do you want me to? You know, just kidding. They definitely have needs, but seriously, I'm like, just because this is probably more of the normal, and I'm used to the all-in crazy shuffle. Right. So, um, for me, it's been a little bit of a transition. So,
0: yeah. Um, so your business has changed a lot since doing hand stamped jewelry. Yes. So how did that progress? Like, how did that? I, I'm just curious how that all worked out.
1: Um, okay, so when I was doing the jewelry, uh, I did that. I knew that I wasn't going to be able to keep doing it. Like, it was a lot. It was really, really busy. Just sending out thousands of orders, and I didn't have help because that would mean somebody had to come into my house, which was uh, chaos and but but I did end up getting some help because um I had some girls that ended up starting to stamp for me and package because I was so I had so much more than I thought I would and so anyway I eventually did get some help which was good um but it was just kind of an as needed thing and so anyway by the time I was pregnant with our fifth I was like I I can't do this anymore like I know I felt it in my heart that I just needed to put that aside for Mm -hmm. a minute. And so I turned my shop into a blog Mm -hmm. and I was like, everybody's going to leave. Like they're only here for the jewelry, but it's okay. I'm doing what, you know, doing what I feel is right for myself and my family, everything. (laughs) And instead of everybody leaving, we, I actually started to grow and just, had all these new friends that were going through similar things in motherhood and I was just blogging and um doing videos and just doing the Instagram thing and it was awesome like I just I loved the community that we were building and anyway so from there once she was a little bit older actually before we moved to Texas so she was still really little or I was pregnant with her um I was just I had started cooking on stories and I was just doing it all the time, every day. I was cooking on stories, showing people how to poach eggs, just random things like that. And I didn't grow up liking to cook. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if maybe it was a rebellious part of me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's funny because now I'm like, give me all the chickens and the cooking and the aprons. And <laughs> yeah, before I'm, no, I'm gonna have a career, and I I'll decide if I want to have kids. Like it was yeah. It was kind of that I really wanted to as a younger child. And then as in my like mid teenage years, I was, I kind of went through a little, a little thing Um, and I was, (laughs) and I was a nanny. So I was with kids every day and I loved them, but I was just like, yeah, I think I want to like have a career. So (laughs) funny, like how much we think we know at 16 years old. Um, Oh, I I wanted to be in the WNBA. So (laughs) (laughs)
0: yes. (laughs) My, my whole family, they're all tall and they, they all played basketball and I played basketball and I was like, if Muggsy could do it in the NBA, then I could be in the WNBA. And like, I had dreams about like playing through like people's legs to get to the layup and all the things.
1: I, so yes, that dream, is awesome. dreams changed. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. I mean, you could still make it happen. Let's be honest. Uh, you could Possibly, <laughs> if I paid an if I paid someone enough, maybe it would happen. <laughs> that's amazing. But yes, you're right. Dreams totally shift, and I think that's okay. Um, yeah. So it went kind of from that, and then um, I had started writing down. Like for once we got married, I something clicked in me, and I'm like, I love, I love this. Like who's been keeping this cooking secret for me? Even <laughs> though they hadn't. My mom my mom is the most incredible cook. My grandma, yeah. her mom. Like, well, just it's a rich line of amazing, like cultural, delicious food.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I was missing out on it. So I was let in on the secret when I figured it <laughs> out because I had to figure <laughs> it out. Um, and I loved how creative it was. I was like, oh my gosh, like. I, I tried to follow a recipe, but I think I'm a little bit too, I was a, at the time a little bit too ADD to like, <laughs> even like follow along. and like, I don't really know what's going on here. So I would just start creating myself. Yeah. And I was like, I love this. This is awesome. So I just started writing recipes down and just different concepts and ideas. And I was like, someday, someday I'll do this. Like, and then I remember there was a point in time where I was like, um, anyway, I'm trying to think of the timeline of when I wanted to do it, but yeah. So I had started writing down recipes, and by the time my actual cookbooks came out, I had we had done those. We had included some family recipes, like it, the whole thing kind of came together, and I was able to kind of make amends with my <laughs> with my roots and my amazing family that I feel like I missed out on years of learning from mm-hmm. so we've picked back up and we're starting there but I don't know I feel like uh I loved the community and everything that we were building in those in between years but I felt like there was something that I was supposed to do or wanted to do and I just hadn't quite figured it out yet yeah and so when when I finally like took the leap because I actually I'm not a professional cordon bleu chef like I don't yeah. and that that's a little bit intimidating. Once we, once I started doing the books and had this thing that I loved to do, I just feel like it kind of clicked and I'm like, okay, like I'm comfortable here. I I like this because, um, and then everything else that we talk about, which is the home, the food, the worship, the anxiety we throw in birth. Um, but you know, like it can all kind of work together under this umbrella and I just realized that I needed to stop trying to fit into a box and yes. just kind of do my own thing and be comfortable with that. And being like, whoever wants to come, come along, that's great, but I'm not. I've never been able to fit into a certain category. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of how it started and where it's at.
0: Yeah, I I think um, with social media, you, they you you feel pressured to fit in one single category, but that's not, human beings aren't that way. Like we have multiple interests and we have, you know, it's, I love that you share all the things that you do because it, it's more interesting and exciting anyways. And the food is so yummy. You, uh, a a week or so ago, you were showing videos of you, um, cooking tamales with your, with your grandma.
1: Those are my my grandma and my mom. And my
0: those are my favorite kinds of like Mexican food. And so like the whole time I'm just like drooling.
1: <laughs> Dang it. I wish you were a little closer. I, I know. Would've saved you oh, some. I would've
0: I would have invited myself <laughs> over.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's she's amazing. My grandma's gonna be 90 this year. Wow. And just, it's like such a treasure just to have her in the kitchen still. And I'm Grateful that I didn't miss my window to be in the kitchen with her. With my, she wasn't around um, when I was growing up anyway, so it's not like I declined doing that with her. But it's just so nice to have that time with her and have my kids have that time with her and see that just amazing history right in front of our eyes. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. my My grandmother is ninety two. My only living grandparent, and uh, yeah, it feels like it's you know. Time is That's going awesome, and it's awesome. And I, I wish I could be closer to her, but um, like distance wise, you. know. But we try and do what we can. Yeah, yeah. Um, totally. So, how have you seen the the hand of the Lord in uh, your business? Like, have you had any experiences where you've just like been like, oh, yeah, thank you. You
1: know, like definitely God <laughs> doing His work here. Literally, so many. Again, I just I. When you've been asking that, I'm just like overwhelmed with just how much, how grateful I am to have seen the hand of the Lord and grateful for myself or my husband's willingness to listen to it. Um, Because I think sometimes we can hear it and then just not follow through Mm -hmm. or, and I've learned that the hard way too, for sure. It's not like I've been perfect at listening to, to promptings and, but I can just say that when I do things are better um yeah uh, I'm trying to think okay so we just bought a brick and mortar store
0: mm-hmm. I'm and- so excited for you by the way <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm yeah we're I've, I've gone through all the emotions I've gone through oh my gosh like and I felt I felt that I needed to do it I'm like oh my gosh I feel good about it even though I'm terrified yeah um and so but the day before we were gonna close, I'm like, I don't think I want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> it took over for a second, and then I'm like, okay, no, it's good, it's good, it's good. And I've I've done that before. I birthed a baby too. I'm like, I don't want to do this. I don't think yeah. I can do this. Yeah. So you know. Okay, so we just opened or not opened. Wow, that would be nice just to yeah. You know, <laughs> we I bought some property in um, this cute little town, and I was like. Just just reminiscing on everything, and I thought back to um, a couple of years ago when I was like really really wanting to bring something food to our town, and I was I don't know so I went and I flew out to Minnesota, and I had a meeting with the the owner, the founder, and his whole team of this franchise that I wanted to bring because it was just right up our alley. It was fresh whole food. It had some really cool little, you know, twists that I liked, and so I felt so strongly that I needed to go out there, and you know that that feeling almost like when the spirit is just nudging you, pushing you Mm -hmm. to do, yeah, right. And I I had that feeling, and I'm like, okay, like it must mean that like this is what I should be doing, and so I booked tickets for my husband and I, he was nice enough to come with me. And, and we go to Minnesota on the coldest day of the entire year. And it was, it was in February. It was so bad. And I was like, okay, like we're here. We're going to go. I said a prayer out loud in the car and I was like, heavenly father, please help us to know quickly and strongly if this is the right thing that we should be doing. Yeah, And so I'm like feeling good still going to the meeting. It blows up in my face. It was awful. Like it ended up oh no. just I, somehow I don't can't even pinpoint how everything just went south <gasps> really. Fast. And I just sat there and I was like kind of in shock. And then once people had kind of started leaving, I just started crying. Uh huh like i felt so good about this and i'm like what the heck just happened i feel like this dream was just kind of snatched out from under my feet yeah and like out of nowhere it just went so bad and it ended up this person was saying like mean things to me it was like it was so uh, bizarre yeah and then i remembered the prayer that we had said in the car how we would know quickly and strongly if this was the right thing to be doing and the answer was clearly given to us. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And first, you know, 10, 15 minutes of the meeting. And it was funny because, um, I don't know. I just, I mean, sorry. I have so many thoughts about it. It was just so crazy. So anyway, we leave there. And I remember having this fire in my belly and being like, you know what? I have been trying to bring the franchise, bring, you know, do something and kind of focusing on other people's brands, I guess, is what what it really comes down to. And I felt so, so, so strongly in that moment. It's time to do your cookbooks. It's time to get them out and like time to print them. And so I thought I was going out there and having that extreme overwhelming feeling of the spirit. Because I was supposed to bring this restaurant over, and it was because I needed to have this experience that was going to push me into a different direction. Yeah, and that was just the coolest, albeit expensive and (laughs) really dramatic. Yeah, um, (laughs) and I just think that because I had this on my mind so much, this um, like this restaurant or bringing some something like that here, I just was like. I just was thinking about how much Heavenly Father was so gracious to like give me that experience to know that it was the wrong thing. And have you ever heard Jeffrey Hollins talk about going down the wrong road? Yeah. That is one of my favorite things. There's these two roads and they feel like they need to go down um, this one road because there's two options. So yeah. they end up going down and it's the wrong, definitely the wrong road. And so they turn back around and go down the other one confidently. And I just had that in my mind so strongly because I'm like, oh my gosh, like I went down this wrong road knowing for sure that it's the wrong one, but knowing me, I would have thought about it and like dreamt, you know, tried to make it happen in some way forever if I didn't know the wrong thing to do. And so, um, I was given the gift of like knowing what I should do in that moment. Cause I know that doesn't always come at the same time right? and you have to wait for it, but I, Felt strongly the next step, and mm-hmm. so we flew home. And I hired um, a, my photographer, who's amazing. Who's also my cousin, so it was just <laughs> like this per- thing I hadn't. She's a family photographer, and she had never done food before, mm-hmm. and so I didn't uh, ask her at first. Um, but then I was like, "Duh! Like, why? Why would I not just I, at least ask her?" And she was so yeah. excited about it. So um, it was my first one, and then I wanted to. to um, hire somebody to help me plate and just like help with, um, the pages of the book. And so I hired a designer and then I hired the plating chef and then I hired, like everything kind of came together and it, there are individual stories for each person of how it was a blessing in their lives. And it was so bizarre because this one girl who, um, did the plating for the photos is she had, um, a random month off of work, like mm-hmm. as a chef at a really, really renowned um, restaurant and resort, and so she was able to start working on it immediately. Like the timing of everything was crazy, and I had it, it was just crazy, like so many things. And so um, she ended up quitting her job to keep working with us because she loved it, and it ended up being a blessing for her family because she was able to be home on Thanksgiving. And Christmas and
0: like
1: never hadn't been able to do before as the chef. And so I was just so grateful um, because everything was already done. Like everything was written and ready to go for the most part. And so I just needed the team in place. And I was like, how am I going to find these people? And it just felt so overwhelming. And then step by step, we like had, it just came together. And that was Heavenly Father's hand. And I know that it, it was a blessing for me and it was a blessing for other people too, which made it even better for me.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. I love hearing <laughs> about how your cookbooks came to be. I remember <laughs> when you took that trip, like, I remember you sharing about it. Um, but I didn't realize that the cookbooks were the like answer to it,
1: which is so good. Well, Thanks. the picture, huh? <laughs> I feel like I'm being so long-winded. <laughs> oh, thank you for.
0: That's kind of the point of podcasts, right? To tell stories and stuff. So don't be sorry. I love it. Um. So you started doing worship Wednesday Wednesday posts a couple a year, two years ago, something like that.
1: Um. Yeah. Uh, three. Three. Um.
0: So what? Yeah. Why did you start posting your worship Wednesday posts? Posts
1: and like. Yeah. What was your? That inst- was another. That was another time where I felt that. Just the stirrings in my heart, and I was just like, I, I think this needs to be more of a consistent thing because I would, I've always posted Sunday ones, even since, even when we were just doing jewelry. Yeah, and so my, um, my vocalness about faith has always been there in a kind of a subdued way because I never yeah. want to offend anybody. And I don't want anyone to feel like I'm shoving things down their throat or that they can't, you know, be part of the community if they don't necessarily agree with what I'm saying. And so it was felt like this fine line. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to be really careful. And I just, then I realized, okay, I still want people to feel comfortable. But now I feel like we're in such a place that we can't be neutral anymore. Like we need to actually be pushing forward and pushing for what we think is right, yeah. especially in, as the world gets clearer and worse with the messages that are out there. And so I, I went from being very neutral to, I'm going to make it part of my tagline worship. Yeah. <laughs> so I just felt like at any time I would, and I don't, I don't care about numbers. I don't care about anything. I, I genuinely just care about the connections and relationships Um, but anytime I would post anything religious, you know, people would just leave in the hundreds at a time, every single time I posted about religion or God. And I was like, I don't, I got to a point where I'm like, I don't care. Like, yeah, I'm not going to stop doing it. So I might as well just say it from the get go that if you're here, this is what's coming. Um, this is what you can expect for me is worship posts. And maybe it's not only on a Wednesday, it might be every day of the week, depending how I'm feeling. But I just, it kind of took that, um, it was freeing a little bit to be like, okay, I have this business and I'm going to insert this. Hopefully like, I don't offend too many people to, this is what I am and, I'm going to be as inclusive and like loving to everybody as possible, but this is what I feel like I need to say. And so I'm not going to worry about it. Like I just got to a point where I finally felt confident. And that was one of the blessings that came from Texas too, is that those people are amazing. They do not care. And no, they're not, they they're not my same faith either, mm-hmm. but they don't care who you are or what you believe. They're going to say what they believe and they're going to close everything in the name of Jesus. And I, Freaking loved it. It was like so invigorating.
0: In South Carolina, yeah. You're blessed. You're blessed all day, all the day long when you go shopping.
1: (laughs) I love it so much. Like I actually miss that so much. Um, and I think too, especially where we live, I think a lot of people are afraid not to offend people.
0: Yeah. And
1: I don't want to, that would never be my intention, but the scripture just keeps going through my mind. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. So it's like, now that we're in this place, I think we could maybe get away with being more neutral before. And now that we need to choose whose side we're on, the Lord's side or Satan's side, like we, it's okay. Like, it's okay. We just need to choose it and move forward and be confident in it. And that's a lesson that was really slow learning for me. And not that I was ever ashamed of, of it, but I was just careful, and I just, yeah. was, you know,
0: yeah, I understand that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, um, Elder Holland again, Elder Holland. I guess I love his stuff so much, but um, <laughs> his his uh, conference talk about um, the cross. The last conference talk, he um, said, "Disciples of Christ um, don't just follow him when we agree, right? We follow him everywhere, and um, that includes online." And sharing yeah.
1: about that, so I love that you do that. Well, President Nelson gave us that um, the fast. Do you remember the social media fast? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when we were this, and a lot of my business by that time I had brought back hand stamp jewelry, mm-hmm. um, and so a lot of business. Well, not a lot. Hundred percent of my business was online. Yeah, and so, but I did it, and I was like, okay, like I don't remember if it was like seven or ten days, but I remember shutting it all down like I didn't go on anything and it was like um I don't know I just it was so good it was so good and I yeah. just feel like I learned a lot it was so bad, so bad for me <laughs> Instagram but so good for me and it that was that was a pivotal pivotal moment where I was like, okay, I can't care. I can't care what you know pen what Instagram is gonna penalize you for doing or right. I, I don't care I really don't care. Because I'm, I feel like I'm doing what's right, and if it sits right with my moral compass, then I'm fine with what the consequences of it are. I guess so I guess. Um, for my business, or and the Lord will make it up. That's, right. I just that's believe. Well, it's so, like
0: if, if you look at like what you're going to lose either way, right? Like, you, okay, you lose followers or some business, but if you don't, yeah, then you lose Jesus, and that's right, like hundreds of thousands
1: times worse. You know, I I agree, and you have to yeah, you have to weigh it out. And, but I want I want to get to a point where I'm not weighing it out. It's just like, okay. And, and yeah. that's, that, that is the point that I got to then where I was like, okay. And it made it actually like, it was a good faith builder. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, I just, it, it takes you back to, okay, who am I putting my trust in? And it's like, I just believe if I, you know, follow through with this thing, He's going to make up the rest and I'll be blessed in other ways. Even if it's not through, um, you know, business or whatever, it's going to be in another way that's 10 times multiplied, because I do believe that I've asked for things before that I haven't gotten, but the replacement has been better. And I'm grateful that I didn't get what I wanted at the time because he definitely knows better. Um, especially, when I wanted to marry certain boyfriends and stuff like
0: that. Right. Oh my goodness. Could you imagine? Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. The things that we wanted when we were younger, there are things that I d- would not want now.
1: <laughs> uh. Oh <boy>. grateful.
0: <laughs> All right. So I finish off my podcast interviews with two questions every single time. And the first one is, Um, what story from Jesus's life shows that he was an example of being a guardian of faith? Mm
1: -hmm. I love that. I did see that, but I didn't, I didn't give that one much thought. Okay. You're fine. I got time. Besides all of, (laughs) besides all of the stories of Jesus, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, I think of the woman at the well, because I feel like to be a guardian of faith, you have to, you know, you have to minister to others. You have to try and include and make the circle bigger. Um, but he did it. He did things not with an acceptance to him, but with an attitude of come with me and I'll make you better. Right. And the adulterous woman, like just did those different stories. He's like, he's, he's always trying to make people better. He's not accepting of their behavior. Right. He will so I think that's a, a big part of being a guardian. Um, another thing that I think about, which is so funny, I don't I should probably filter myself before I talk, but I that's not something I do. Um <laughs> the other part Sorry about it. when he <laughs> flipped tables um yeah. in this temple, that to me is also a guardian because he, you know, he was standing for something that he believed was right, and so yeah. I think there's a juxtaposition between those two stories. Like there's the really kind and calm and forgiving, and then there's also that that other part that's like where sometimes I feel like that as a, a mom with the world right now. I'm like, I'm gonna go flip some freaking tables because <laughs> there are some things that are not. There are some things that aren't right, and so yeah. um, I. Now, especially, I, I've said this like a million times during this podcast, but we have to be willing to pay attention mm-hmm. to things that are, happening, especially when it comes to our kids, um, and be willing to flip some tables and just stand figuratively. And you know, not necessarily. I'm not telling anyone to go flip a table. I'm <laughs>
0: <saying>. <laughs> no, but I <laughs> or, you know flipping tables, tables by protecting them from techno
1: like certain technology uh, or you know like. It's so true. It's so true. And my my kids would describe me as probably more strict and maybe not as fun as some other <laughs> moms because I just don't like there. I have really some strong opinions about what they can and can't do. Yeah. But I'm not going to apologize for it. I do apologize to them that they feel left out or that they feel a certain way. But I, I'm feeling really convicted in these things. And... That is, it is what it is.
0: <laughs> yeah, being a guardian of faith means protecting the faith of yourself and others. And that's our biggest job as mothers, right? To to protect our children's faith so they can nourish it. And we have to set up those kind of boundaries to protect them.
1: Yeah, I love that.
0: Uh, that's why Captain Moroni is probably one of my I favorite. Think I
1: think that's, I think. Hmm? <laughs> yes. Well, oh, I just said, yes, I love Captain Rona. Well,
0: so yeah, because like he didn't he didn't stop. He 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 flipped over tables all the time. <laughs>
1: yep. yep.
0: he 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 continuously built the fortifications, made sure his people were were strong, made sure that they were strong in the faith, made sure they were strong physically like he didn't he never stopped, And he's such a mm-hmm. I his story is my favorite. The war chapters are my favorite, which is probably highly unusual for women, no, it's like not. the war chapters, but he is amazing and um and I he was a guardian of faith just like I mean the his letter to Pohorin, that was flipping tables.
1: <laughs> he I, I totally agree with that too. He um he was the guardian of faith and the war chapters makes so much sense to love. Um, for a lot of reasons, because they're awesome. And it's entertaining and so many lessons to be learned, but we're in a war right now. Yeah. We're spiritual. And we, I think we need that. And so I agree with you. I, I think it's great.
0: So then my last question, you can't take the one I just said, cause I just said it.
1: It was on my list.
0: <laughs> you have to pick someone else. <laughs> um, but if you could pick anyone, past or present, who you think is a guardian of faith, who would, who would that be? And why? Okay.
1: I do have to say my husband is like an amazing guard, amazing guardian of faith. And so i love him for that. It's, he's amazing. So if I had to choose someone else, I, I feel like this might be cliche, but I really like Esther. I, mm-hmm. um, I was going to say her or the brother of Jared Mohanre Mori- Mori- hmm mm-hmm. And, But I'm I'm gonna say Esther because I just feel like she would be a solid friend to have who I I have friends that I feel like are like Esther and who are great examples of faith. And she's just such a great type of person that you would want to be around, that you wanna learn from, that you know would be in your corner when it comes to standing for right and truth and (laughs) talk to her and just be like, I don't know. I, like, what's going through your mind? We kind of know what was going through our mind just from the story. And um, I don't know. I think we need, we need friends like that. We need examples of faith and women who are willing to do what's right, even when it's scary or, I mean, really scary. She could have had some really bad consequences. Yeah.
0: I mean, <laughs> death is a pretty big one. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I love, I just love her story. So I, I would say Esther. Yeah, that's a good
0: one. And not too cliche at all.
1: <laughs> thank you I've um, loved it's so fun
0: I know it's been a long time like yeah like you said earlier I feel like we've already been friends for a yeah. long time but it's just fun to actually talk to you in, not in person but in person but in you person. Know. <laughs> 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 on Zoom. one of these days we're going to be in Utah on the same day and we can actually see each other
1: <laughs> um, you know every time you come it's so fun and I've been like in Dallas
0: <laughs> yeah yeah yep oh well, so. <laughs> righty, I hope you guys feel better and can't wait to see
1: when your business is your brick and mortar shop is done, and all that stuff, so I'm excited for you. I know we got it. We have to actually bring that one down, which is kind of sad, but um, we're gonna we'll be able to start over it's so it'll be good, yeah, um. It's it's so cute. Like I don't want to take it down, but just structurally it's not that's kind of what we've been talking about, literally. I'm like, there's a lesson there for sure. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> like, you
0: have to just, break all the walls down and build them back up.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So oh you're awesome. It's good to see you. Good to see you. Have a great day.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Guardians of Virtue podcast. Please don't forget to give us a follow, and if you have time, please leave a review. Peace out, dudes!